Welcome to The Thriving Life, where we help women navigate the world while wearing multiple hats. On this podcast, you'll be equipped with mindset, strategy, and skills that will help you lead your life, thrive, and have it all without sacrifice and burnout. I'm your hostess, Uma Oguta, and I'm here to make having it all less intimidating. So grab a seat, kick your shoes off, and let's talk. Hello, 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 Thriving Family. Welcome to another podcast episode. How are you? Today, we are talking about three powers for thriving in motherhood and life. And it's going to be amazing, (laughs) but I have a story to tell you first. So I'm in the middle of data analysis and writing a report for my practicum as I wind down for my master's. And last weekend, I didn't end up sharing my podcast episode. I had recorded it and then I just like completely forgot about it because I was busy doing something else. And I remember catching myself and going back into this space of I should, I should do. And since I'm learning to unbox myself from the shoulds and have tos, I literally just became very rebellious with that thought. And I just let the podcast sit and I was like, well, you know what? I'm not going to post it. It's fine. And then my brain started giving me all of the reasons why I'm a terrible podcast hostess and I'm a terrible coach and I don't care about people. And y'all know if you've listened to me long enough that I am a people pleaser. I also have perfectionistic tendencies. So it was really hard for my brain or for me to watch my brain offer me these thoughts. And I just sat and I felt really uncomfortable. And as I had those thoughts, I just kept bringing more compassion and more care to myself. And yeah, I'm here a week later and recording a brand new podcast episode because when I went back to listen to it, I was like, "Mm, I don't like it anyway because I think maybe I was already in my I should brain and I just didn't notice. So here you are with a new podcast episode and it's going to be amazing. I'm sharing three tools that I have in my coaching toolkit. I use them in my life and I also use them in my coaching practice with my clients. And I'll say that they're really life-changing when it comes to my clients and even myself just being able to create this burnout-proof lifestyles that we all want, helping us thrive in motherhood, in career, in life. So let's dive in. First one is the power of normalization. So one of the steps that you'll learn when you start to want to change things, maybe you want to change a behavior, a habit, right, is you're raising your awareness And one thing I find is we always want to question why we behave the way we do. And it's not like in a curious like, okay, let me come along myself and notice and be an active participator of this experience. It's more like we're trying to get down this rabbit hole of self-discovery and trying to fix things so that we don't repeat the behavior right? Since the behavior is not serving me, let me just fix it and then I'll be great. And I mean, no shame here, no judgment here. I used to do this too. I still catch myself doing this. Remember I said I'm a perfectionist? I want to remind us that when we take that approach, there's a sneaky part of us that tells us or thinks this shouldn't happen to me. And I want to talk to that part of you. Because the bigger question is, why shouldn't it happen to you? What makes you so special? What makes you so unique that that sort of behavior is not something you do? Or the thing that has happened doesn't happen to you? 
I think about when I was misdiagnosed with IBS and I kept thinking like people like me don't get, you know, issues with our guts. We don't get issues with our bodies. I kept thinking, well, I'm eating my fruits and veggies. I'm exercising. I'm doing all the right things. Funny thing, I was doing nutrition at that time and I just was like learning all the things about medical nutrition therapy and I thought there's no way this could happen to me. What I failed to see at that time was that I had ignored sleep and taking care of myself. I was rushing through food, even though I was eating the prescribed amount according to Canada's food guide, I was still going through long periods, not eating, barely sleeping, not taking care of my mental and emotional health. All of this wasn't clear to me until I started questioning why I thought I shouldn't have IBS. So for me, normalizing is very powerful in that you get to tell yourself it makes total sense that this is happening. It makes total sense that I'm experiencing this and you acknowledge it for yourself and get to a place where you just feel neutral about it. It's like, oh, that makes so much sense. It's like someone telling you if you have brown eyes, you have brown eyes and you're like, yep, that makes total sense. So for me, when I'm coaching my clients, we normalize everything especially the part of them that feels angry. I have quite a few clients. I would say 95% of them tend to run away from the feeling of anger. And we normalize anger to a point that they have no choice. They just need to express it. We usually will do this during our coaching session if they need. And I remember one of my clients who was like, I would never, I can never feel angry because I feel like it's going to destroy things. My anger is going to go out of hand, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know what? Would you be willing to try? And she tried it. And all she did was just to scream in the pillow, say all the things she wanted to say, punch the pillow. And I'm not kidding you. She spent like probably two to three minutes just laughing. (laughs) It was such a good release for her because this whole time she has been holding it in, not normalizing it, thinking people like me don't get angry. We just keep pushing But no, it's okay to pause. That doesn't make you a terrible person. So if you're mad at yourself for being too emotional, what if it makes total sense that you would be mad? And what if it makes total sense that you're emotional too? If you feel like you're never catching up with your life, absolutely, it makes sense that that's the norm right now. And what if that was okay? So for me, the whole power of normalization is about inviting curiosity into your experience. I always say curiosity is one of my favorite emotions because it just gets you into this place where you're like a little child and you're just trying things out. I think about my five-year-old, she asks a lot of questions, not because she's trying to be fussy or just be, you know, annoying. She's just really curious because when we get into that place, then we can start pulling apart whatever is happening to get to what we need to know to make the changes that we're seeking. Now let's talk about the second power and that's the power of humanizing. This for me is just leaning into the fact that you're living in a human body, period. (laughs) So whatever happened, whatever is happening right now, whatever's gonna happen in the future is just part of you living in a human body. I really want to credit this power to my own healing journey with sciatica. So when I was pregnant with my first daughter, I slipped on ice and that led to me slipping a disc 
in my back. And unfortunately, that issue just became chronic. It impacted my sciatic nerve. And it's something that I've been learning to work with and just let it be. And for the longest time, I was mad at my body. I was so angry because I would feel pain for days. I would not be able to walk. If I went to the grocery store and pushed the cart, I was out for the rest of the weekend. If I wore heels... I would get flare-ups and I'd be out for days. And I remember working with my mentor, Stephanie Dodier, and one time we were just talking about pain and how she views pain differently. And I was telling her all the things I was learning about pain. And she just invited me to try it out and see what could happen. Looking at pain from a different lens outside of a Western medicine way of looking at things. And for the past three years, I've been working with my body, just allowing myself to feel all the feelings and just really meeting myself with compassion whenever I started experiencing um, my sciatic nerve flaring up. And it's so interesting because I was thinking about this the other day and I've gone from a like 24-7 every day of the week pain to once every couple of weeks. I don't sleep often with the pillow between my legs. That's something I always had to do in the past because I would be in so much pain The pain meds were not helping. And I'm even starting to wear heels. I remember very well when I packed up all of my beautiful heels and I gave them away because I thought surely for the rest of my life, I would never wear heels. I will always wear flat shoes. And this is nothing against flat shoes. I just, I kind of see it as I needed that experience to heal my relationship with my body as well. Because I grew up being teased as someone who's small I have a petite frame and I was so insecure about my height and my body and so part of me getting over that insecurity was dressing up in heels because if I could be taller than some of the other people around me then it's not so bad so that experience really got me into my fear of being seen as the shortest person in the room And even as I'm talking about it now, it's so interesting because it didn't even occur to me. Like I just put my shoes on and I go. So now I'm having a different experience wearing heels where it's not about me trying to be taller than other people or overcoming some kind of insecurity. It's just I'm wearing heels because I love the heels. I'm wearing it just as part of my outfit. It has nothing to do with me. And it's such a great way or a much more empowered way for me to show up and engage with fashion than thinking that it's something that's going to fix me. So let's talk about our human experience. Let's learn to humanize it and just think, you know what? None of this means anything about my worth or value as a human because my value, my worth is innate. Getting comfortable and humanizing sciatic nerve pain has allowed me to seek out help It has allowed me to seek out support without feeling ashamed or undeserving of the help that I was seeking. And I've just gone all in. So you think about it for yourself. How different would your life be if you just reminded yourself that whatever is going on, whatever you're going through is part of your human experience? Because if it is your human experience, guess what? There are other people who have gone through it in the past. There are other people who are going through it right now. And there are people who are going to go through it after you have gone through it as well. And for me, I think that that is such a hopeful way to look at things because then you know that you're not alone in that experience. All right, our last power is the power of decision-making. I recorded a podcast with my client, Austin, I think maybe last year, and I think it's worth talking about again. 
because one of the mistakes that I see when it comes to making decisions, especially as women and moms, is that we don't want to make the wrong decision. And that keeps us in this procrastinating um, phase where we're waiting for other people to make decisions for us. But the thing is, you cannot ever make the wrong decision. You're either making a decision that leads you to your expectation of an outcome, or you make one that leads you to learning about what you could have done differently. That's the way I choose to think about decisions. I'm not scared of failure. I don't care about failure. If something doesn't work out, I'm happy to admit that, oh, I failed. But when it comes to decision making, I don't think about it as being right or wrong. Because that to me is black and white thinking. And when we get into that, we start having all these expectations about what that should look like. And it it derails us from the process of learning or becoming someone who is really good at making decisions without knowing all of the facts, without knowing all the things that we could do to prevent things from going wrong. Because at the end of the day, the truth is you can always go back and review your decision-making process and see where you can change things and see where you can tweak things so that next time things are different. Decision-making is a power that you cannot do without. When you choose to procrastinate on making a decision, you send yourself down this spiral where things are constantly on your mind and nagging. And to me, it's almost like having an annoying mosquito in your ear. You know when it's just like, you don't see it, (laughs) but you can hear it and it'll come. And then you swat with your hand just in that area and it'll go away and then it comes back. This is what happens when you choose to procrastinate on making decisions. Some of us also let other people choose. We let other people decide for us. And this is reinforcing the notion that you don't know what's best for you. To me, that's giving your power away. And I do not think that that is helpful for you thriving. I think that there is a certain level of development and change and growth that happens when you learn to make decisions on your own. Obviously, the first couple of times, it's going to be rough. You're going to have so many things to say. But eventually, you become really skillful at asking yourself quality questions that help you to make quality decisions. This year alone, my clients have made quality decisions. They've made many decisions as they've embraced this power. And they're able to cultivate their problem-solving skills even better. Like I'm seeing clients who now know what to do. They don't need me to be giving them step-by-step processes of getting to things because they always know how to ask themselves the quality questions that help them make those decisions outside of our coaching session. And when they come to the coaching session, it's like we start talking and then you can see their brain is working faster. So it's almost like they're solving problems quicker than they used to. And I want to say here that one of the other reasons a lot of us would avoid decision making is because we think that we're going to be unkind to ourselves, right? We say mean things to ourselves. And this usually stems from also thinking that there's a right or wrong way to decide on something. So if you tend to go that way, if you tend to speak unkindly to yourself, I just want to remind you that that unkind thought, the thing you tell yourself, is not what you were born with. That was taught to you. And because it was taught to you, You can unlearn it. It might take a little bit of time and effort and practice, or you might quicken it by seeking help and getting someone to help you work through that as well. But it's something you can unlearn. And you can learn how to be kinder to yourself when you don't do things the way that you thought you would. Now, if I haven't been clear already, I'm a big believer in making decisions. 
If you haven't been doing it, I want you to come sign up for Permission Granted. This is your first decision you're going to make after this podcast episode. (laughs) Permission Granted is my email series. Emails go out every Tuesday. And it's all around this whole way of thinking about motherhood, life, and career where you're thriving. And we do that by helping you unwind and ditch guilt, people-pleasing, all of the things that keep you from prioritizing yourself and stepping into your power as a leader in your own life. The focus is all about helping you thrive in the chaos that I call motherhood and in life in general. It's amazing. So come join us. Check out the link at oliveandbliss.ca forward slash join. I'll also include a link in the show notes. And if you can't find it, come see me at Olive and Bliss Wellness on Instagram and I will send you the link. All right, my friends, the thriving burnout proof life that you're waiting on is not as far away as you think it is. And it's not as hard as you think it is. It's not outside of your reach. You can lean into these powers today and watch yourself bloom before your eyes and watch yourself get closer and closer to thriving and having a burnout-proof life. Have an amazing week and as always, keep thriving.